0: Coming up today, we are going to have a little bit of Disney news, and then we're going to do a little something for Mother's Day that's Disney-related. That's coming up on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 266 of Traveling with a Mouse. It is Wednesday? maybe? Thursday? Who knows. It's going to be Wednesday or Thursday. It's one of the two. (laughs) Of course, you could be listening to this at any point in time. Yeah. Episode number 266 of Traveling with a Mouse. My name is John. I'm hosting the show and I am joined by Adam.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Yes. And Jason's absent once again, but he will be back one day. I have felt it in the force.
1: (laughs) Was that on Star Wars Day or Revenge of the Fifth? Yeah, I was going to say, we
0: have May the 4th, and then uh, Revenge of the 5th, and what are we going to call the 6th? Can we call it anything? I have no idea. No one's come up with anything yet. Yeah. What, um, if,
1: what is there besides Jedi and Sith? Good point. I don't know. Especially
0: in the titles. There's a lot of Jedi in yeah. the titles. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, Rise of Skywalker is now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, That's one thing we could say. For those of you that haven't had a chance to see it yet, or haven't paid money to see it. <laughs> right. Uh Pretty it's much. free it's now available. if you're
1: paying for disney plus
0: right <laughs> in my anyway. case i kind of consider it free even though i know it's not because i prepaid you know for three years so yeah so did i it feels free at the moment
1: <laughs> yeah it feels free for the next uh two yeah. and a half years
0: yeah it, it feels free even though it's technically about four <laughs> bucks a month that it would be average out to but right just paid in advance. All right, so we got a little bit of Disney news because we've discovered not long before we did this that Shanghai is going to be opening on yeah.
1: May the 11th. So That's next Monday. Yes. Not long from now,
0: now. Now, do we know the details on the reopening? Let's see. We got It's not going to have any parades, no fireworks. Yep, no shows. Uh, right, and uh, no shows whatsoever, yeah. Um, no shows? None? Yeah. No, mm. like theater shows. They're going to require ad- advanced ticketing.
1: Yep, limited tickets. So,
0: do we know the number?
1: I don't know the number. I don't think. So, so. I don't think
0: they have a number out there, on purpose. Probably kind of like the. It's, it, you know, it kind of it kind of feels like it's going to be a hard ticket event in a way. Like we know it's a limited number, but we don't know what that number is. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's. We know it's not everyone but we don't know how many yeah
1: it says here that during this initial reopening phase that instead of a parade you're going to have a, a special disney character procession with mickey and friends that's going to take place several times daily at the castle and there will be no photo option or meet and greet they're just going to have like right. a hello we're here <laughs> welcome back but no uh up close interaction or anything. Yeah.
0: I was actually thinking before you mentioned that about character photos and everything, how that would look. Like do the characters have their own masks to wear? That would be kind of funny. (laughs) That would be interesting. Since you can't take photos with them, it doesn't matter.
1: But I guess this is what we can look forward to when the US parks do reopen is probably the same kind of thing for a while. No parades, no fireworks, social distancing in the queues. And they've already said that too. There's another story about the disney's chief medical officer listing out some of the things they're most likely going to do and that's it's going to be the difference for a while uh, than what we're used to of course but if you want to go back that's what you got to do of
0: course uh, the frequency
1: of sanitation will be increased the, yes
0: they, are, they did it quite a good day was
1: yeah there's another theme park photo i saw in china where they were staggering the guests in a roller coaster car so one guest and then an empty seat next to them, and then the next car, they were on the opposite seat with an empty seat next to them and staggered, you know, zigzagged. That might be something they'll do, say, Let's on see, Slinky Dog or something, unless you're together with a group, you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I would think they would still let people at the same party sit together. I mean, yeah. you most likely, you know, sharing the same room. So what's the yeah. difference? but
1: if you're a single writer, you're probably going to be in your own seat with nobody next to you kind of thing. Or if you have an odd number of people, you probably won't have somebody sitting next to you. Uh, so a single rider may even be eliminated for a while um, yeah. just for that reason. As far as a single rider line, I should say. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, here's a list of stuff that they've asked for guest understanding and compliance with when it reopens. It says, purchase dated admission tickets prior to their arrival as on-site sales yep. will not be available. Annual pass holders must make a reservation for their visit. Yeah. During this advanced reservation period, general admission tickets for Shanghai Disneyland will not be accepted. Provide basic personal information for each guest visiting the theme park, including name, phone number, ID type, and ID number mm. via their official online channels after purchasing a ticket, you know. Right. And I would think like and I don't I don't see how they don't have it, but I would feel like with Disney World they already know like my entire life's history. <laughs> so I don't Pretty see much. why they would need anything more. Yeah. yeah. Register for the health QR code. Prior to their arrival, which would be required to be presented upon entering any location at Shanghai Disney Resort, only guests with a green health QR code will be allowed to enter the resort. Hmm. Hmm. And it says be prepared to present a China government ID card or valid travel document for each guest at the park turnstiles. Photo or printed copies will not be accepted. Yeah. and undergo temperature screening procedures upon arrival, and, of course, wear an approved mask during the entire visit to the resort except when dining. So right. I don't see anything, and unless I missed it, I don't see anything regarding
1: children, like certain age limits,
0: maybe. Are they allowing all right. ages?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any restrictions on that, and it makes me wonder... Because I don't know, my two-year-old would not wear a mask, for example, no matter how hard I tried to get him to do it. Right. We've tried already several times.
0: And we, we, my wife and I have actually talked about this before when we see grocery shopping, people that obviously do not have to bring the kids because there's two of them. There's actually two adults with you as well as the kids. So why did you all have to go to the store as a family? You know, it should just be one person going at the very minimum at this point in time. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Exactly. It's particularly the younger, I mean, like, you know, babies, they're not going to keep anything on their face. And in some cases yep. it might be dangerous. So it's probably right. best that they're too. not, I mean, I don't want to say not allowed, but I mean, that's kind of how it would need to be, you would think, to, at least to start with. So. Right. But I doubt they would turn you away if
1: you had a well, kid. So y- kinda... You
0: know, you yeah. I mean, you got to consider the, I guess they're not in the high risk group, but still they could be a carrier even as a kid.
1: That's true. We know they're going to use virtual queues here at Walt Disney World and probably Disneyland as well. If they do have some sort of standby line, there will be social distancing where your group has to stay six feet away from the group behind you and that kind of thing. So the capacity is going to be severely limited. That's going to really slow down things.
0: You're talking about a business that's basically built on cramming as many people as they can into a small space (laughs) for at least a short period of time, Um, (laughs) having to take measures to, you know, make it not so crowded. Yeah. So I I don't know exactly what they would would do with that, Um, but things will eventually get back to business as usual. It's just a matter of when. But speaking of the Florida, you know, they're in reopening. They're in phase one now, I guess technically, because yeah. the, they've already had their meeting. There's a good possibility that Disney Springs and some certain maybe even resort areas will be doing more things, might even be before this podcast is actually released. Right. <laughs> That's how close they are for those, because True. phase one restaurants and retail locations are able to open as long as they keep indoor capacity to 25% or less and manage to outdoor seating spaced at least six
1: feet apart, basically. Right. So... Yeah. I think that, we'll see Disney Springs reopen very soon. Yeah. In some capacity.
0: How popular it will be at this point in time is another thing. I kind of hate to say this, but I was like, I don't know how I could handle doing this and wondering if I'm doing the right thing maybe, or it seems like it'd be more stressful. It <laughs> wouldn't yeah. be that relaxing to go and have all these restrictions on you.
1: Right. It just wouldn't feel like a vacation really. So. I think mostly locals are going to be the ones checking it out, like trying to go tiny drop of that Disney's feeling yeah well that too yes there's a million of those so (laughs) yeah it'll be busy enough another interesting story though that came out today was because Disney had their Q2 fiscal year call uh, today they mentioned that 900 million dollars has been essentially saved in this particular fiscal year because of halting the construction projects particularly the ones at EPCOT, and they will be delayed, obviously, into next year, the next fiscal year, which ends September 26, 2020. So because of these two months, uh, or two, maybe three months, whatever it ends up being, of halted construction, $900 million worth has been saved or delayed for the next uh, year, potentially.
0: Yeah, some of these projects, I feel like they're going to have to go forward with. Yeah. Right. Some of them will be probably heavily modified. Yeah. It's like we talked about in one of the episodes. I feel like the one yeah, that scrapped totally, weeks, yeah. is, the yeah. one that scrapped totally has got to be Spaceship Earth. That's got to be totally scrapped. Yes, and of course the Mary one.
1: Poppins one we talked about. Uh, everyone right. assumes that one is completely gone now. But so Chapik was asked that on the call. It says, and he his answer to. You know, are some things going to be canceled? He said, the company still believes in the ideas that the Imagineers have pitched, but we will have to go over projects with a fine-tooth comb, in quotes, to see where they can save money, which to me, that definitely means things are going to be canceled. Just that that word, fine-tooth comb, (laughs) things are going to get scrapped, for sure. Are they going to get,
0: yeah, are they going to get, um... Severely cut back. Scaled back, Yeah. It's going to be very right. much like late 90s, early 2000 projects. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think we're yeah we're going to have another early 2000s era, aren't we?
0: Kind of seems that way. Yeah.
1: Oh, well. Well, we had a good run. A lot of new things. Galaxy's Edge is nice. You know, Toy Story Land. We got some new stuff. And we're still going to get a few new things. So.
0: Yeah, you know, I was thinking that, uh, what, 9-11, didn't they just close that day pretty much? Weren't they open the next day or something like that? It wasn't long.
1: Yeah, I think it was, yeah, the next day they opened back up, yeah. I don't think they were closed an entire full day.
0: Yeah, I think they closed, like they got everybody out that day, the remainder of that day, and I think they opened back up the next day. I know, I know they were open two days later, because that's when we <laughs> arrived. we were there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It just so happened we had a trip scheduled uh, to yeah. arrive on the 13th, and then 9-11 happened. Right. And uh, that was, for me personally, that was definitely the emptiest we have ever seen yeah. in the parks. Or the hotels, for that matter. Yes. That was emptiest ever i experienced. All right. So Disney's Hollywood Studios VP, Phil Holmes, is set to retire in August.
1: Yeah. I've seen him on a lot of uh, stuff, the Mm -hmm. media things. I'm familiar with his face, anyway.
0: He's been with the Walt Disney Company since Walt Disney World was come to be because in 1971 he delivered blueprints to construction sites throughout the magic kingdom that was what is one of his first jobs so he's really been there the entire time he's had a number of roles he's been uh, attraction host bus operations training and he was most recently the vp of hollywood studios and overseeing galaxy's edge and mickey and minnie's runaway railway and he has decided that he's going to retire in august so He's been there a good long time and saw a lot of things.
1: Yeah. You think that was his decision or was he sort of asked to retire to save some money for the company? Just curious.
0: I, I don't know. I would think there's a lot of people, and I know because I've seen it in my business too, that people who are already close to retirement or are thinking about it probably move their plans up a little bit because of what's happening. Yeah. So it's possible right. he may have done that too. Yeah.
1: He could have also been asked to like, hey, you're getting up there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't believe. see Disney.
0: I mean, I guess it could be, but I don't see Disney doing something like that. We're talking about Especially Bob so. Chapek here. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> we're talking about Bob Iger here because he's back in charge. Well, Chapek was
1: on the call talking. So,
0: yeah, I guess they're still letting him be the mouthpiece for the moment, um, yeah, so he can get. Like the, he's, he's getting some good training. Right. I'm still buying. I'm still buying my little bits and pieces of Disney stock in my stash as much as I can, so could I I know it's going to recover at some point.
1: Yeah it's a good time to buy hopefully (laughs) i've considered the
0: part part about with the florida parks if they because of the different because of children adults maybe that they're not gonna sell or maybe even provide masks when they first open that Mm -hmm. i wonder if that's been a thing it sounds like in shanghai they're asking people to bring their own though like they're not going to be admitted without one so what it sounds like but
1: yeah what the pre-order masks are not available until july is that right I could totally see Disney, though, having some
0: for sale with certain designs on them and everything, like right there at the entrance, (laughs) right there at the gate. Use the band to
1: buy you a mask
0: if you don't already have
1: one. (laughs) Right. Yeah, these are all on pre-order currently, the ones that are out on Shop Disney. Because I would think even right now, anyway, Disney would still have a hard time supplying them themselves. July 15th, it says, they'll be available. No. So does that mean the parks are opening July 16th?
0: <laughs> I think sooner. I'm looking at yeah, the June 1st date as well. I think yeah. a lot of stuff is going to be June 1st.
1: It seems like they could, it's still kind of a month away. I think they could put in some guidelines by then and try right. the uh, Phase 1 reopening of, say, Magic that- Kingdom. That kind and of. there
0: are there are plenty of other places, like, for instance, Public that are selling Disney-themed masks. Yeah. You can find them out there if you want to. I have one that's custom-made, so. I mean, because a lot of the ones that are cloth, I mean, it's just, some of these places sell T-shirts. Well, that's kind of, you can, you can technically make a mask out of T-shirt material. Right. That would work, so that's probably what they're doing in some of these cases. Yeah. I An acceptable real- mask.
1: Yeah, the real question is how comfortable are these going to be if you have to wear them all day? Yeah, it gets tiring after a while, but yeah, you have to keep at it. So,
0: all right, we've kind of covered the news that was yeah. important anyway. Let's move on to our topic involving Mother's Day. Yeah. As what we did was we kind of took some early, like classic, I guess you want to say, early years questions about Walt Disney World and. Adam and I each presented them to our own mothers because yep. our mothers were essentially the reason why we were able to go to Disney <laughs> at such a young age or went so yep. often at a young age because they basically their addiction became our addiction. Yeah. It's kind of passed on. <laughs> yep. I guess you could call it that. Generational. So it could be something to that whole addiction and gen- being genetic. So. <laughs> At least even in the Disney sense. But we had a few questions. I think Adam mostly just came up with what they were. uh, And I kind of talked to my mom about them and he got in touch
1: with his. And
0: I don't know if you had the list of questions there. I don't have them handy right this minute.
1: I have not pulled up. Uh, Okay. The first one, and what I was trying to get at with this question was kind of what we hinted at at the beginning where you talked about where did the kind of obsession begin or where did the love of Disney begin but uh, I was I specifically was asking about Walt Disney World saying when did you first hear about Walt Disney World being built and what were your thoughts around it my mom went way back to the 50s and said that they would watch Mickey Mouse Club when it was on tv and that's kind of where they fell in love with disney was the mickey mouse club on tv and she said she always wanted her own pair of mickey ears and they would watch wonderful world of color later down the line and of course that's where they learned of Walt disney world being built not too far away you know from you know a drive a distant decent drive away and she said even as an adult The idea of being able to go and, say, buy your Mickey ears and get to see some of the things you saw on TV growing up uh, made it very appealing. So that's kind of the answer she gave.
0: Yeah, because they would have been in their like early to mid-20s
1: when Disney opened. Yeah, Walt Disney World, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, early 20s. Right. It still stuck with them from being a kid. And mom, yeah. whenever I asked mom that same question, she kind of stuck with like the Disney, the, she said like the Sunday night stuff that they would have. Mm-hmm. Like, and yep. she mentioned Wonderful World of Color and like the drawing board and stuff. She didn't go as far back as the Mickey Mouse Club because she was really focused, I imagine, on the fact that I asked about Walt
1: Disney World. Right. So I, when she first heard about it. so Yeah. That's the question I was wanting more specifically was, when did you hear about Disney World and how did you hear about it? Because nowadays, you know, with the internet, we hear about every single thing that's going on, whereas then it was TV or radio or what? I mean, newspapers. (laughs) How did you hear about it?
0: And Disney had a time slot, pretty regular. So imagine Mm -hmm. that was easy for them to get news out that way, anything they wanted out anyway. Yeah. So all right and what was the next one
1: the next question was when did you first visit walt disney world my mom said she knew it wasn't the first year it was probably like seventy, like three or four somewhere in there
0: yeah that's that's what uh my mom came up with too as well as 1973 the spring of 73 she says maybe yeah. may or june okay stayed at the it was close to the citrus tower Somewhat, or they said they they went down twenty seven. They said that they they saw a sign basically that said that this was the fastest way to get to Disney at that point in time. So that's when they went down twenty seven and by the Citrus Tower. Mm -hmm. Of course, at that point in time, there's literally like nothing but orange groves in that area, which is now it's not as many. It's more of a community now. It was actually a hotel that was still under construction on one ninety two. She didn't remember the name of it though, but they did get a construction rate. So okay,
1: my mom said it was the Holiday Inn. She
0: mentioned a Holiday Inn Express later, but she didn't okay. say that that's what this one was. But it may have been. It may have been. Yeah,
1: there. maybe your mom went before my mom did, and they didn't it's go possible. together uh, this yeah. time. But the first hotel my mom mentioned was the Holiday Inn off of 192.
0: What was funny about this on the 192? She said that it was like twenty something dollars a night. <laughs> oh <laughs> Cause wow. they, Like yeah. I said, they got a special rate. It was like twenty something dollars right. a night, and there was actually orange tree like out in there patio on like on the, off the back patio so they and they actually picked oranges off of it which was oh, it wow. was still legal at that point in time and it's actually wow. illegal now yeah. to do such a thing so i would not recommend anyone do that
1: yeah <laughs> interesting yeah as i went through these questions with my mom there's a lot of things we talked about at disney that definitely you would not do today because they would be some sort of law against it or something right. <laughs> very interesting yeah.
0: As Florida became more popular, it, yeah, some people would literally like pick the orange trees clean whenever they came down there. And so they started having to put laws against it. Let's put it that
1: way. Right, right. So, true. What do you remember about the first time you visited Walt Disney World? That was the next question of like, well, what was some things that stood out when you first, you know, walked in, that kind of thing?
0: Okay. Well, let me go back to something she said, too. Um, she did mention, I kind of tried to make notes of little things as she was talking. So, yeah said that parking was $5 at oh. that point in time. The first parking lot she remember parking in was was named Goofy or Goofy Parking Lot, which I think they <laughs> still funny. have at Magic Kingdom. I just don't yeah. know
1: what side. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should mention in case those who are listening don't know our moms are sisters and we are cousins, you know. Yeah. We have mentioned that before, but we you know, just <laughs> It could have been a long time ago. To, right, just so we are aware our moms know each other very well and uh, <laughs> right obviously they're sisters so my mom mentioned the goofy thing too this is funny because we had very separate conversations but a lot yeah. of the same things were said uh because my mom mentioned a tram driver talking about all the goofy people time to get right. off here you know yep so she thought that was a funny same joke, thing but <laughs> yep same interesting thing. huh yep
0: they both remember that the same pretty yeah. much that's funny. She did say Pirates was a favorite of theirs the first time she went. So if it was 73, then, I mean, it had it to have been after 70. Pirates was open.
1: Yeah. I think, I thought it opened in December of 73.
0: Maybe she was thinking, maybe she's getting it con- confused with the next time, but yeah. that's what she said. Right. She said that ticket books were $12.50. cents. Twelve fifty.
1: Wow. 50 mm-hmm. Wow. But of course she had so many like A, B, C, all yeah. the way to E. Right. My mom yeah. mentioned that about the ticket books that a lot of times towards the end of the day they were scrambling in their books to see like, okay, what ride can we do that's a B ticket or whatever, or C, you know, just right. so they could use up their ticket book <laughs> right. because uh, you know they were running out of time or whatever.
0: Well, my mom seemed to recall that Pan was a C at this point in time. That's what
1: she recalled it as, Pan being a C ticket, which is yeah, I thought was mom, interesting. My mom said the same thing. She said, she, yeah. surprisingly, it wasn't an E. She said she yeah. thought... It was worth an E ticket, but it, she thought it was a C or a D. She couldn't remember.
0: Yeah. that's well. So they were pretty consistent with that. She said 20,000 Leagues was an E back then. Huh. That doesn't so. surprise
1: me because it was, I guess, too unique yeah. for, uh, so unique to Disney World. And, of course, Pirates was an E. Right, at yeah. At that point in time. Right. That makes sense. So. And this was before Big Thunder, before Splash, before Space Mountain even. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had these. things like
0: Tiki Room, of course, and Jungle Cruise and... Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> yep, Country
1: Bears. I asked which Disney hotel they first stayed at.
0: She said that they knew about the Contemporary because there was a family member or what who would eventually... He was At that time, she said it wasn't her uncle, but he became their uncle later. Stayed at the Contemporary mm-hmm. and uh, told them about it. But um, the, she seems to recall the first one they ever stayed at being Polly still, but that was in like maybe
1: 75... I remember my mom saying that they were riding the monorail, and they would—they did the—the the first time they stayed, or first or second time they went, they were on the express, of course, and they would go by the resorts, and they were looking at Polynesian and were thinking how cool it looked. I remember she said that. So maybe, yeah, maybe I got it backwards, and it was Polly uh, because of what she said about them seeing and thinking it was really cool looking.
0: Yeah, and she said that the monorail. They, like, they loved the monorail from the get-go. You know, it was something new. But going, yeah. you know, having it go straight through the contemporary was pretty... You know, yeah, I'd think about seeing that for the first time. Yeah. Or doing that for the first time would be pretty cool. Right. Um, That's a very unique experience. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Especially then. You know, it was nothing you, had, you really had seen then. kids are probably desensitized to such things now because they probably did it when they were... You know, especially ones that went to Disney, they probably did it when they were, you know, not even old enough to remember. So... Mm-hmm it was no big deal as it came on right
1: so the next question i had was the first impression of magic kingdom when you visited magic kingdom what was one of the first things and my mom took it as what was one of the things you enjoyed when you first walked in so she was talking about the oscar meyer restaurant that was on town square yeah assume it was where tony's is now
0: yeah it's i do recall that
1: Conversation And
0: there's some photos we have um, somewhere mm-hmm. of, because they used to have a character called Oscar. that was like little Oscar that yeah. was yeah. out there. He right. was like a chef, but I think he was, you know, he probably worked at the restaurant, but I mean, they kind of had him like a combination of things, mm-hmm. like as someone you could
1: greet right. as well. Yeah, she mentioned that it was one of the favorite breakfast spots was that place, the Oscar Mayer uh, restaurant.
0: It just, that's weird. Breakfast spot?
1: That's what she said. She said we eat breakfast here all the time. I just always think of hot dogs. Yeah. This was way (laughs) before me. So do they still have Casey's? That's what I was like. they still have Casey's as Casey's back then? And then Oscar Mm. Mayer on the other side of Main Street? Mm. See, I don't know. I don't remember when Casey's
0: first opened. We don't have that information available right this minute. (laughs) Yeah, it's not handy. But
1: anyway, I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, the ones that I was talking about, about the rides... Uh, pretty much. That's what. That's where. That's where my mom went whenever I. She asked about mm-hmm. first impressions. So, yeah. well, the very first one right. she mentioned was pirates. So I'm, I'm taking it that was a big one. Yeah. That they always liked back then. And she mentioned Pan, Tiki Room, Jungle Cruise, Country
1: Bears. Right. My mom. She was saying she remembers specifically seeing Walt talk about pirates on TV, which there is a TV special. It might have been the World's Fair special, but he previewed pirates talking about the different scenes and she remembers specifically the mayor being dunked in the well and seeing that and that was one of the things she wanted to see the most was pirates so
0: well I know the special that was uh what was it called like something time at Disneyland. Yeah, was it the ten year
1: at Disneyland thing maybe? I don't remember.
0: I remember Um, that it was half the new Tomorrowland and half mm -hmm. Pirates was what it was the special was on. I just can't remember what that was called what the actual name of the show was called yeah
1: i remember D- walt was taking the disney ambassador around and showing mm-hmm. her the different things and there was even early concepts of haunted mansion right that they were talking through and then of course they walked through some of the pirates and they had some small world stuff out there and everything so it was in that time frame of the world's fair and
0: to the footage with the ambassador i'm pretty sure it was taken and used when they opened a the, the thing they did when they opened pirates yeah it probably was and um and the new Tomorrowland because walt was already dead at that point i'm pretty sure yeah he died um, right before pirates opened yeah yeah so they yeah. probably had taken that footage and added it to that special that i'm referring to right and you can see some of that footage in the imagineer story imagineering story it was yeah. in one of the first two episodes right where they showed a good bit of the footage from that pirate special right yeah like like the scene where they were driving him
1: down the road driving and driving the, in the truck. Right, yeah. That came yeah. from that same special, yeah. Yeah, I think Claude Coates was, was on there, uh, the Imagineer Claude Coates. Was, uh, it was much
0: cleaner, too, the, the copy you could see. Like it was much better, obviously, on Disney Plus than if you looked it up on YouTube and oh yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I was going to say that she mentioned staying at a travel lodge in what is now the Disney Springs area. Mm-hmm. In 1974, because I think they went the next year as well. Okay. So I guess that would be, at that point, it was probably the Disney Village or one of those names. It right. was around that time frame. Yeah. That, uh, that's where that hotel would have been hmm. before they stayed at Polly finally. But my mom said that they they first were exposed to the Polynesian as they went to the Luau. Okay. And, yeah. of course, they had to walk through the resort. They were actually staying at a Holiday Inn Express that time. Hmm. So, um, they went to the luau and of course they were just like fell in love with the surroundings and walking through the lobby and everything, getting to the luau. Right. And it made them want to stay there. So. Yeah.
1: My mom talked about the luau too, but she didn't mention it in that context of before they ever stayed there. She did mention going to the luau and talking about the food and loving that. and. As a tie into that, I asked her about the electrical water pageant, since we talked about this on the show recently, last week. Mm -hmm. And she said that they they heard the music when they were on the resort grounds at night, I guess. Maybe it was the same doing the luau. And they were intrigued by the music, and so they walked over and saw it and thought that was really cool, too. And I guess that's kind of how our love of the electrical water pageant started.
0: You know, I it's funny. I remember, and I don't know the year, obviously. I just, other than I was very young, I had this image in my head or this thing that I remember of being in the hotel room at nighttime and them talking about what's that light through the um, curtains. And the more I think about it, I feel like they were probably just yanking my chain because I was a little kid. Like they knew what was outside the window, like trying to get me to pull the curtains back to see the oh, water right, show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't. It makes me feel like they were. Um, they actually knew what was on the other side of it. That sort right. of thing. Yeah. So, they were um, I don't remember what age it would have been, but I, I for whatever reason, I still have that memory of yeah. that.
1: So yeah, my mom mentioned the long house that they always stayed at in the in the seventies was the one on the beach. She said, or the closest to the beach, and it was called Tonga. Then. Tonga, yeah, yeah. That, I was trying to remember. Yeah, she said Tonga. Yeah, that's right.
0: And Tonga is now In Hawaii. One of the one of the smaller ones. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, we're, we're what the, the building mm-hmm. that was called Tonga back then is now Hawaii.
1: Right, okay. Which is the concierge. Right, it's club level, yeah. It's all club level, yeah. I stayed in that building back in 2016 for one night because they put me in the wrong room type. But anyway, they tried to make up for it by giving me a club level room, but I wanted the water view, so they moved me over to Tuvalu. So anyway, I did get to stay in that building once.
0: I was going to say, she mentioned that some of the other ones they had stayed in at times, Fiji, and uh-huh. the the other one that was the what was called Hawaii at that point in time was actually one of the shorter houses. Huh. They reshuffled the names. A lot, yeah. And renamed some of them <laughs> yeah, over yeah. the years. Right. Which is funny because if I remember correctly, the one that's still the same, in the same spot anyway, is Fiji. I think that one's never moved. Like the yeah. name never moved around, and I don't think it's ever changed. So
1: is that the <laughs> small one that's right by the boat dock? Fiji? Yeah. It's it's close to the boat dock, yeah. Okay. I thought you stayed in it once. No, it was Tuvalu, I was mentioning. Okay. That was, it's
0: in the same general
1: area. Yeah, I think it's right behind Tuvalu, I guess, but yeah. right on the boat dock.
0: Yeah. I can't think of what the name of the one, uh, I think the the one I'm thinking of now that was Hawaii by then is now called Nui, but it's a very, it's like the shortest of the long houses, and it's like right outside the Great Ceremonial House on one side. Right. So... The one thing about staying on that side is, from what I've heard anyway, I've never stayed on the left side at all. I've always stayed on the east side of the property, but that you can hear the music from the luau pretty Mm -hmm. good from over there. I don't know if that's a big deal or not. Yeah,
1: but I could hear it from Tuvalu one night. I do remember that because I was on the water. But the, the thing I didn't like about that building was you have to walk all the way around the boat dock to get to the main building. You're still not far, but... It's like a roundabout way to get to it. There's only one way to get to anywhere and it's a long walk around that boat dock.
0: Now I'll tell you this, this is something that I'm not surprised my mom remembers this because it involves how much she spent for a room. Yeah. <laughs> the very first price, she said the first first time they stayed at Polly it was forty dollars a night. Yeah, that's at Polynesian. And she specifically said that it was sixty at the contemporary at that point in time. So the contemporary actually was more. Oh, that than makes Poly sense. Back then
1: the contemporary was the flagship they really touted the contemporary a lot in the old uh, footage yeah. of you know promotional stuff
0: yeah and i asked about if she remembered like one of the latest like maybe in the 80s late 80s or something mm-hmm. what the price still was then and she said that she remembered it being about 125 a night at that point hmm. so just to give you a comparison as to where it came how far it's come yeah
1: <laughs> I think the in cheapest room you can get maybe with a discount is like four fifty ish somewhere in that range. Maybe. Maybe if you're lucky, yeah. Off season. Of course, who knows now after COVID nineteen what what right. that's gonna do, but
0: it's like a two hundred and thirty percent increase or something. I don't know. It's like it's like right. it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's really Yeah. It's,
0: it's it's a lot different. It is. Let's put it that way. A lot different environment.
1: So I this is something this is a little rabbit trail, but um, I saw an interview with Bob Gurr not too long ago, and he mentioned something about Dick Nunes, uh who was the president of Disney World back then, saying that the initial parking lot trams that they had didn't have enough power. You know they weren't didn't have enough power because they had to drive them from the parking lot all the way up World Drive to where the bus drop off is now so they actually drove the tram up World Drive and they said the you know the water bridge going under it the the tram would stall out a lot trying to get up that hill and i asked her if she remembered doing that and she said she did remember being on the trolley or the tram going all the way to the front gate so I just thought that was interesting. I don't know when they stopped doing that, but uh, in the 70s anyway, apparently. They, All the way to the front gate? Yeah, basically to where the drop, dr- the bus depot is now. They would drive the hmm. tram up that way.
0: I, I don't know. That seems like a long journey. I don't <laughs> know, if, you know. Yeah. Are we, are we sure about that?
1: Well, <laughs> again, she said she seems to remember doing that. I, I mentioned to her, I heard this, story and she's like yeah i feel like mm-hmm. we did do that I and mean, she she thought maybe we so Remembered going up there so i mean i'm pretty okay. sure bob gerr
0: would know that's that's like a ride in itself they probably had to yeah. pull out their ticket book
1: right and so that's pretty neat and so use a ticket for the tram ride <laughs> right right can you imagine taking the parking lot tram all the way <laughs> up world drive <laughs> past the contemporary yeah i know it's yeah, pretty funny
0: but I mean, they always had the ferry, so I don't know why they would do that. And they always had the monorail. I thought the whole point of it was to have the
1: monorail. Well, I think in their first, for a couple of years, you know, they only had a, you know, three or four monorails. Resort. They added one or two a year until they had a hmm. the complete fleet. But I don't. Right. The monorails weren't as long either until the Mark Sixes came along. I think they added an extra train on those, didn't they? I believe the they, extra cab. I believe they did. Anyway. What was the next question about the Mickey Mouse review? Did your mom remember this?
0: She didn't really have very. She didn't have much about that. She probably would if she saw it. I think. Yeah, she made it. It's rem-
1: funny. I had to describe this to my mom as well. Because, but yeah, she, once it I still didn't click. Yeah, she remembered the Three Caballeros because she said they love that cartoon or that right. movie. So she remembered that being part of it. Yeah, I guess. Maybe that's part of why they closed it so early. <laughs> well, it the thing is, memorable. it was still
0: around in Tokyo for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that long ago that they got rid of it in Tokyo. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it lasted a lot longer there than it did here. But yeah, it didn't seem to stick out in her memory that much. She did remember it, but it wasn't like you know as memorable as say Country Bear Jamboree or even Hall of Presidents. She said uh, they liked more than.
0: I, know, I could be wrong, but I think that uh, building or that area right there might hold the record for the most number of attractions that having been in it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. What they have? What what's Magic Journey? What? What? What was immediately after Mickey Mouse Review? It's a good
0: question. I don't, I'm not sure Pretty if it much. was Magic Journeys next or not. And then uh, they had
1: that Lion King thing at one point for a year or two.
0: Right. I want to say they had something else in between
1: that and Philhar Magic, but probably did because. Didn't fill her magic open in, like, 2003-ish? Something like that, I think it was. Mm, Might have been. So, yeah, I don't know what preceded it. But anyway, that's a different rabbit trail for a different show. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't super memorable to her. She did mention the three caballeros were probably her favorite part of that show, which, again, you can still see those today at the uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. Yes. Yes. All right, so Crunchy Bear Jamboree.
0: Yeah, always a favorite, basically what she said about it, you know, from the very get-go. Mm-hmm. And two, this was back in the time period whenever they, it's funny because you can find this pe- little piece somewhere. I can't remember if I found it on YouTube or what, but when they do the introduction, when he's like, Howdy, folks, you know, welcome to the one and only mm-hmm. original Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. And I can't remember if it's before he says that featuring a bit of Americana or after it, but he says, Presented by Pepsi Cola. <laughs> right you know, yeah. in the very early ones. And it was not long after that, that Pepsi was, I mean, it was very short lived that Pepsi was involved. Yeah. I think due in a good, great part because Coca-Cola sealed that contract or deal with Disney. and right. pretty much has been a partner ever since. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, completely, yeah, yeah. I so. do
1: remember seeing old pictures of country bear Jamboree with Pepsi on the billboard outside or the, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it was
0: not very long that they were the sponsor of it. Yeah. Um, I think it actually had a different sponsor for a while. Like they used to do that for a lot of attractions back in the day. It kind of faded for Magic Kingdom. It was big at Epcot when right. Epcot first opened, having
1: sponsors. Especially. Right, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. It was like a big thing for that. It was like life or death. At Epcot, <laughs> yeah, apparently. that's how they funded it, yeah. My mom mentioned Teddy Bear being her favorite character of the bears. And I remember she still has it too. She has a plush Teddy Barra. And I was like, where did you get that? Because you can't find any Country Bear Jamboree stuff nowadays. I was like, did you buy it in Frontierland? And she said, no. She actually bought it off of TV. The QVC or CVS or whatever it was. Yes,
0: Yeah. It was used to be called something else. CVN maybe back in the day? She said
1: it was QVC. So it was in the 90s when she bought it, I think. I could be wrong on that. But, yeah, she mentioned that. I forgot who it was now. That they were promoting something and anyway country bear jamboree somehow that piece of memorabilia or whatever you want to call it got on qvc so she ordered it from there because she could never find it at disney world which is boggling mind-boggling to me because tokyo sells plush country bear jamboree ch- characters but you cannot get them in florida it's very strange And i'm
0: sure that I'm sure that price was only at that time exclusive, and they only had a few left at
1: the moment as well. <laughs> of hunt. course. That's how QDC worked, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and, of course, you had to call it's a, in. It's and like everything. Phone, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I crazy. don't know
0: how they – I guess, do they still do that now? I don't know. I guess they do, yeah. They I, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they still exist to some degree. Surely they expanded to some online.
1: Well, our <laughs> parents' age group, that's kind of the, the – <laughs>
0: I why my grandparents' age group she used to watch it quite frequently.
1: Yes, every time we were uh, over, whether she her bought anything house. or not. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was always on QVC. Anyway, uh, what about riding the monorail? My mom mentioned specifically going around, you know, the express monorail the first time and thinking it was really cool, and going through the contemporary and you know seeing the resorts is what she mostly mentioned, and that's what made them want to stay at the resorts. But that's kind of all she mentioned about the monorail.
0: Yeah, I was was about to say, is like, you went back to the monorail, I was like, I think we kind of covered everything about it when we said the running the first time, so I I don't have anything really to add there. Okay. Polynesian. Yeah, I think on the the resort monorail was not very, you know, there wasn't much you could see, it was Polynesian, Magic Kingdom, and Contemporary, there was no Grand Floridian stop. Yeah. And it was not much to see over there in the Grand Floridian side. (laughs) Right. So, Yeah
1: you know i I should have asked them about this and they may not remember this detail but i have seen video in the early um, days of the monorails being reversed meaning the the uh, express monorail was going the opposite of the resort monorail oh vice versa you know Uh, counterclockwise versus clockwise for the resort monorail i was just curious if if that was just for that publicity, just for whatever reason, they liked the shot of them going opposite directions to what they are today. But I didn't know if they ran yeah, they them the have, other way for a while or what. But
0: Maybe there was a time period when they did. It may have made more sense without the Grand to do it that way. Maybe that's what they thought. I yeah, don't know. could be. Because that would make... What would that do? Dude. Yeah, that would make the resort monorail go in the direction of, like, contemporary would be the last like time you would yeah. be the next yeah it would well be first to magic kingdom too right right so,
1: yeah. it would just be you would go from magic kingdom to polynesian and then take it center and, and if go. that was their if that was the
0: flagship like we were talking about earlier it would make sense that they would want that to be the most convenient yeah so you'd have your option of taking a short monorail ride or walking still right Yeah. even then
1: yeah, that that could yeah. So I'm curious. I'm, I need to. We'll have to do a follow up because this was actually really fun. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I, we kind of already talked about falling in love with the Polynesian. I think we already covered that too. Yeah. Uh, what about Epcot Center? What what kind of, you know, when it was under construction or when did you first hear about it? How did you hear about it? Those kind of things.
0: You know, Mom said she doesn't remember. She didn't remember very specifically, mm-hmm. other than she knows that they went in 1980 because she was pregnant with Mitch at the time. Okay, yeah, okay. So that was one of the trips, probably the last trip before uh, they went after Epcot was already open, right? Or one in that time period, I think. Well, they did go to the Centennial, so that would have been 81. Oh. I know they were there for that. Okay, because I've seen photographic evidence of that. I've seen yeah. the Centennial Parade. My mom so they had to have gone sometime in eighty one.
1: Well, oh, and so that's how they they saw the construction or heard about the construction because they were there. Is that? Yeah, maybe?
0: and she she seems to remember them like maybe having some sort of uh, like them talking about it at that point, maybe at the parks or maybe on the TV or something like that. Them talking about it coming soon and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because back right. then, you know, that was the only that was you actually saw the Disney Channel. And that was pretty <laughs> much the only place you could see it. Yes, yeah, if you were on property. Right. It's evolved a lot since then, obviously. For sure. Because it evolved into a pay channel, and then now it's just part of cable TV. Well, I guess you. I guess TV yeah. I, I don't know what you would call it nowadays. Does the TV it's, network? It's a part of <laughs> different packages. Yeah. Yeah. But she did remember the fall of '83 being the first trip to Epcot.
1: Yeah, well, that's my mom
0: mentioned that. Yeah. Said that Daniel was about six months old mm-hmm. at the time. So yeah, I seem to recall this maybe as being let's see, eighty three wasn't. I don't think that was the time that they we stayed at the contemporary that I remember. The contemporary is one of the earliest ones I remember staying. That was. I mean, I knew I had stayed at Polly prior to that, yeah. but that I had memories of. Well, there's so pictures probably, of my
1: naked brother running around the contemporary <laughs> yeah. room. That had, must have. I mean, but he didn't look much older. That
0: wasn't 83 yeah I don't think that was 83 though it might have been the next year okay I think he was because you know six months is <laughs> yeah. not if six months he's probably not even walking yeah that's, so yeah. <laughs> if that was the end he's of not likely to be walking even, yet yeah Yeah. probably not he was walking at the time that that happened so I had to maybe have been 84 whenever we did the contemporary trip okay that's one of the first ones I do remember though going to the contemporary right uh, for the first time
1: and that was the tower that's, room right
0: Right, that was one of the ones where I had more vivid memories, I guess. One of the first ones I had more vivid memories. I knew I had been before because I remember staying at the Poly, but I had more memories from that trip as far as an early day one than I
1: did any other ones. Now, about that 83 trip, my mom seemed to remember being able to get into a preview of Horizons. She mentioned that. Well, Horizons opened in 83. Mm -hmm. She said it hadn't opened Uh, yet, but they were letting doing like a soft open and she said that they let some people in here and there and she said that they we were or they were (laughs) i wasn't around then they were able to uh preview it before it officially opened
0: because horizons was october of 83 right and this was september most likely i think so that might have been why yep that's what she said they didn't remember she didn't remember doing that she didn't say anything about a preview but yeah of course the usual favorites like we always gravitated as kids you know there wasn't as much for kids Mm -hmm. didn't seem like overall but they always gravitated toward doing things like the land and the kitchen
1: cabaret especially oh yeah (laughs) my mom mentioned Uh, that (laughs) Yeah, veggie veggie fruit fruit that was her favorite yeah yeah she had
0: and of course energy energy because of the dinosaurs
1: yeah yes my mom had the plush of the stuff from kitchen cabaret several of them i don't know i assume she got them from from there
0: yeah, when I was when I was talking to mom about it, I told her I was like, yeah, well, no, I said, "Living Seas" was not around until '86, so I know there was nothing over there at that point. It was mm-hmm. just Spaceship Earth, the land, Imagination, World of Motion, Horizons, and Energy. Of course, World of Motion she mentioned as being a favorite. Yeah, uh, as well. I
1: specifically asked her about yeah. World of Motion. She said she hated that that one got replaced, and it was one of her mm-hmm. favorites. It was a must-do every time kind of kind of attraction. Right. Yeah, and of course I've remembered World of Motion pretty well too. Of course, you know it was, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ones that really stood out to me: Horizons, World of Motion, and space Spaceship Earth more so than any of the others. At Epcot, right. stood out to me. So, you
0: know, I, I had uh, had trouble remembering some parts, some of the parts of the early Universe of Energy, like the the old show. And I went when I remember when I went back and watched it in conti- entirety for the first time. I was like. You know, the dinosaurs and the songs were pretty much the only thing good about it. The rest mm-hmm. of it was almost felt like sitting in, like watching a film in class.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, I was like, I could see where they needed to make the changes. It's definitely more entertaining. The film parts are, were more, inter- I say S-A-E-S, were, <laughs> mm-hmm. were more entertaining as Ellen's Energy Adventure than they were as Universe of Energy. I just wish yeah. they would have kept the songs, even though the songs were kind of dated, but I still enjoy the songs. Yeah, all the 80s
1: so. stuff I love, but it is very dated, so. Yeah.
0: Universe of, I mean, like I said, both the songs that they used in "Energy," the "You Make the World Go Round" at the beginning and "Universe of Energy" at the end, were very catchy and memorable, right? And loved, I think, by fans. So,
1: so from this same trip, my mom mentioned something that would never happen today, and that was the, uh, she said, at the UK pavilion and world showcase there was a yeah. cast member who was enamored with my brother who was as you uh, you know six months or whatever at that time uh, and she there's a picture of this woman and i have the picture i'll put it on the website for this episode uh, holding my brother holding like she had like yeah. a flute and she was holding him and carrying him around and <laughs> like interacting with him and that kind of thing that would never happen today
0: yeah, different time period.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's just funny Funny to think about, you know, cast where we're like, oh, hey, let me pick up your baby and hold him and let's take a picture. Well, you know. In a way, it's kind of sad that that
0: can't be done and not be something.
1: Right. A lawsuit you know, or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Something considered wrong with it. Exactly. You know, but because yeah. some, you know, I'm pretty sure back in that time period, a lot of those types of things were mostly innocent. I'm sure there were, there were incidents that weren't, but I'm sure most of it was innocent.
1: Yeah. So, And my mom mentioned another, that made her think of another time where Donald Duck carried my oldest brother when he was a baby for, you know, it was a couple of years earlier and uh, was walking around with him. And she said she didn't get a picture of it because she couldn't find a flash cube, which, again, that shows you how long ago that was. Most people don't know what a flash <laughs> cube is. She's like mine had burnt out what? and she no. was trying to find a flash cube, but she couldn't find one to take a picture with. So like no a picture. Polaroid, right? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Shaking it, right? Shake it like a Polaroid picture. But we actually we still have those, right? <laughs> apparently, for some reason, right? They still exist to some degree. Yeah, they've we made a comeback. Ahead. So yeah, yeah, those kind of incidents that uh, you know wouldn't happen today. And of course, I mentioned her with the. Uh, which we talked about this on the show before about the one where Pluto jumped into your dad's arms. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking of. I was like that would definitely never happen yeah. now cuz that would be a lawsuit waiting to happen. Right. <laughs> for somebody. We have the photographic evidence of that one right. too though. I think
1: we may have used it in one of our we other did, episodes yeah. before. I yeah. I can put yeah. it back on this one if you want and there was yeah. there was one too where um she said my dad the Pluto tried to feed him the baby bottle. I guess that was... You know, oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes, I do recall that. So she that. mentioned that. Now, of course, there's no photo of that one, but she did remember that, so...
0: You know, the character interaction was <laughs> somewhat more fun yeah.
1: back before back before the PC world in some right. ways. Yeah, um, there's definitely <laughs> things you can't do today that obviously uh, yeah. were a little more free back then, but...
0: I always liked having a little fun with them, like with, especially with Chip and Dale. <laughs> yes. Like I always... Yeah. I just was thinking of that moment when I was like, if yep. only you could yell. <laughs> yes, I knew
1: you were thinking that. And he just sort of <laughs> snapped his fingers like, oh, well, darn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is funny. They're, Fun they're still good characters to interact with today, even though they're not maybe as, you know, yeah. as they were once Once were. but yeah. right. So that's all the questions I have. Were there any other thoughts that, you know, any other iPod things or any other things that we missed that you uh, talked with your mom about?
0: Well, the only other thing I think about Epcot that I had down here was that she remembered that the first time they went there, they actually did ride the monorail from the ticket center, so oh. they didn't drive there. Oh, that's cool. So she remembered doing that when they first went to Epcot, and they first, like I said, the initial impressions of Epcot, of course, they did like it. I mean, it, they did say not as much stuff for kids and everything, mm-hmm. but they still liked it, Right. particularly Horizons and World of Motion. She did mention she didn't care that much for the original Journey into Imagination, but, but we liked it, so it was one of the things they always did. Which is interesting because I guess maybe she just didn't have any, she didn't care for figment, I guess. I don't know. But it was more geared toward kids. Right. One of the things geared toward kids. Right. I think it was like, it was like the originally, the idea was the entire west side, uh, technically, or mm-hmm. right side was supposed to be the kids' side. Because you had imagination, you had the land with the kitchen cabaret. Right. Yeah. And um, I guess you could say the seas. The living seas yeah. with it being an aquarium. It right. was supposed to be more kids oriented, yeah. even though they did it in an educational way.
1: Right. Yeah, it does make um, sense. It still kind of yeah. holds to this day, uh, really, except for I guess Soren isn't exactly a kid's ride, but right that Nemo is definitely geared towards kids and Crush Turtle Talk and that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: the, the Kitchen Cabaret. Another thing too, Mom mentioned about that was um, the Veggie Fruit Fruit about how you know Dad always liked that song. I mean, it was mm-hmm. one of the things he used to always talk about there with Kitchen Cabaret was very good for its time period, too. Um, Yeah. So that's one of the ones I miss as well. I miss all of Old Epcot, truthfully. Right. Uh, I just wish they would have found a way to preserve it somehow and still... Right. I I mean, I know it's weird because it would... I mean, it would be very nostalgic now. I probably wouldn't even... Most of the stuff wouldn't go with today's crowd, but... Right. It would be cool if there was ever such thing as like a a classic park (laughs) that they put stuff in. Yeah.
1: Right. But, But, I mean... I think a lot of people would still visit that if they tried to rebuild all that. Surely they have the blueprints yeah. for Horizons and World of Motion and stuff like that. But yeah. Maybe if we did a GoFundMe and gave Disney the money to build it. <laughs> right, sure. sure. Ra- raise guess, like $5 guess, billion dollars for that.
0: I guess uh, technically I am
1: uh, middle-aged now. so um, Yeah, you're getting uh, set in this- your ways, aren't you? You don't like new I stuff, guess,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm nothing like that. But I, get, I mean, I guess that's. Yeah. I'm 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 becoming less of the crowd that remembers this stuff. Right. Yeah, you're becoming <laughs> the getting, old man. I'm on getting the to be in the minority. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, was like, I was trying. To, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, wow. Like ten ten years ago, I was early thirties, going to the parks and stuff, and it was a little different than it is now. But like mm. ten years from now, I'll be fifty-one. Holy crap. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Wow. And that what what difference will that make? That's true. I'm I just Of course, I I'm always of the mindset that old's going to always be about 20 years ahead of whatever age I am. So, I'm probably <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> okay.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how I view it. I think we should do this again sometime uh with cuz I I've, I've thought of several more questions I would ask. Both of our moms, uh, who were there from you know, very early days, so they know a lot of this stuff, and I think it was good for them. At least my mom uh, enjoyed talking about it. It got her thinking about yeah. yeah some other things for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of it it kind of got me too because I was like I was like I actually enjoy having this conversation. You know, yeah. is what I was thinking like talking about this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had a great. It time. made
0: me want to. Yeah. Made me want to you know it motivated me temporarily i'm sure to try and do on my old project yeah, okay. <laughs> revolving. <laughs> some of the old footage it's just yeah but um yeah it, and it's just this it's it's a pretty big task and finding the time to do it uh, right. to get to do it justice is the big thing yeah because I, I, i'm kind of like axel rose when i start getting a project done if i can't feel i can do it almost to almost to perfection i almost like just abandon it altogether <laughs> what's or, the, or it takes what's the point of trying <laughs> ten, 10 years before i ever coming any, release anything ever again yeah that sort of thing yeah i it, it's like i want to have it done right or not at all <laughs> right <laughs> it's pretty much the way i view it and it's the thing about it is is in my eyes it's probably never going to be completely right so i probably should just give up on that and just <laughs> do the
1: best i can with it maybe we could actually convince our moms to get on the show together with us i yeah. about it eh, maybe
0: <laughs> maybe go going back to that too it's probably uh, that's probably why i like the doing the filming thing is because i'm almost always trying to to film something better or a better quality mm. than Document the previous time too yeah. you're also documenting better than history than the previous in a way yeah. yeah i always try to do it better than a previous time <laughs> or something i didn't do a previous time yeah and some of that has to do with the camera equipment being released that I can get my hands on and
1: that I can afford right um, yeah do something different because, with it yeah it's yeah. pretty cool yeah so yeah I thought of a ton of new questions to, to ask them so I think we'll have to revisit this uh, in the future but yeah that was all we had for this time I had I didn't have enough time to put anything more yeah. together but
0: well it was it was enough we definitely talked long yes ahead, so. so there you have there it we go All right, so if you would like to contact us, you can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's all at TWTM Podcasts. We do have a Spreadshirt store in which we have our exclusive TWTM merchandise. That stands for Traveling with the Mouse, of course. And that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast.
1: And we have an email address that if you you know have any old stories or videos or pictures or anything you want to share with us or anything that's podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com and you can visit our website which is travelingwiththemouse.com you guessed it and we have a patreon page if you want to help support the show patreon.com slash podcast. so
0: for adam jason's here in spirit my name is John and we hope you have enjoyed this show and we hope you will join us on our next trip. If we ever get to go on our next trip.
1: Happy Mother's Day. <laughs>